The following podcast is an audio version of a live show that takes place daily on Crowdcast. To join our live audience, visit our Crowdcast website at crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. That's crowdcast.io slash in lieu of fun. And we're live. It is Friday, October 29th, 2021. A storm in Washington has knocked out power to a great many people, including to me until relatively recently. As a result, our esteemed guests uh, don't have power. And so they were uh, (laughs) unable to join us today. So we have, as a result, Cheese night. It's true. Cheese night. I am really loopy. Um, But we do have cheese night. It is cheese night. And I am, uh, uh, I have brought a special thing to cheese night, but I have to make it work before we can uh, uh, play with it. I have a proposed poll. Okay. What's your proposed poll? My proposed poll is who wore it best, and we're going to wear vote on who's wearing the dog shirt best today, but I have a surprise contestant, Ben. Oh, so I'm going to share my I, screen I have a feeling I know. Contestant. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. Hold on. Let me pull it up. All right. I'm, I'm afraid it won't show up. Let's see. It, can you see it? <laughs> yes. Oh. Okay. Hi. Oh my god. Yes. That's This my, is uh, not a fair poll. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've put it up for you. Oh my um, god. And uh there's okay, just no question I... about uh who is winning <laughs> the dog shirt yeah. competition. Yeah. Like if anyone votes or anyone it's... else. Like I uh it's oh my so god. funny. I, I had to get picture. the little in there. Yes, I, for this true spirit, we had to have his feet bare, Ben, because I feel like he wouldn't care either. <laughs> yeah, he's not Tom Nichols. Um, no. I think that we should, for people who come late, we should be able to, like, are we eating cheese? Are you eating cheese? I have okay. cheese that I want to go grab. Okay, go grab your cheese. I'll, and then I'll go grab my cheese. I'll, I'm, on, I'm on it. Um, we do need a screenshot of Luke with the rest of us. Um, let's figure it out. Um, maybe I'll just like shrink the image I have on my computer and just like put it next to the screen. Um, but there was a power outage, huh? That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Uh, There were a lot of them. Um, Yeah, I know. I know. How do we feel about power outages? I, that's a good question. I mean, especially around Halloween, I find them to be wonderful. I'm uh, basically pro power outages. I, aren't you? Like, I think that. Like, I am. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm not surprised by that. I think that Genevieve, are you pro power outage? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> candles, yeah. candles rule. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh, I, okay. Um, I'm sharing this screenshot in in our group chat, and so. <laughs> Um, I'm going to hold on. I got to take another one with the in lieu of fun, um, actually in the frame. Um, man, we're a mess today. I'm kind of like, I am, I am 
I had this, can I also say like, how do we feel about colds now that everyone can work remotely? I feel very like, I was like, I feel like such crap and I just want to watch TV and be left alone and like not do anything. And like, but like, I could have a phone call with you, but I just feel like I'm going on nothing. And everyone was like, and I just, not everyone, but people, I was like, I, there was actually, I found today, did you see the New York Times article about people lying about COVID uh, no. to get out of things? Um, That's oh. low. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was actually really crazy. It was like, a, oh, wait, what is the, oh, wow, about Bell lying about COVID, Genevieve? Yeah, I agree. Wait, are you drinking something alcoholic? No, no, it's not. ginger ale. It's ginger ale and apple cider. Yeah, I mean, I like, have, I have had alcohol. It's just timing it is kind of a pain. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So the um. But I was just gonna say that the that the um, the article was basically like about people who had been um about people who had been who had actively lied about certain types of things to run scams and get out of work and go to jail. But mostly it was about basically like people lying to get out of weddings or lying to go to whatever. And mostly it's not about having COVID. Although some people have fucked it up and said we have COVID and that's why we can't come. Um, and that backfires because then everyone gets extremely worried about you. Um, whereas uh, most people lie and say apparently that they have had COVID exposure and then like just are like, oh, I've had COVID exposure and no offense to your, to like students everywhere. But like, if I could have a nickel for every student in every class that could not attend in person because they had had COVID exposure from like their next door neighbor or their roommate or their like, you know, their like dog sitter or like whatever I would have a lot of nickels and I don't know I just I thought it was funny but I just like told everyone I had a legitimate cold it wasn't COVID but I felt like crap and I didn't want to talk to them <laughs> that was like the, yeah. that was the end of the conversation I was just like why can't we all just be more honest with each other I mean it's not like we can't all identify with that feeling I, I mean the other thing is, too, that people who are, like, fibbing about that, I feel like they've probably not been actually exposed to real COVID because it's such a serious thing that to fib is kind of crazy. I also just really – this was, like – this is frequently a plot point that never settled well with me in sitcoms and uh, – or, like, generally, which is, like – or movies where – there's all of this is maybe why I hate Larry David stuff is like there's all of this constant lying and passive aggressiveness instead of just like stating your preferences and moving on and I'm just like this is the most inefficient bullshit that I'm like just tell a person that you don't want to hang out with them and deal with the consequences of that and then like, like that's the rest like like I'm sorry, that's called being an adult. And instead we like reward Larry David with like multiple millions of dollars of television. Like, ugh. Anyway, I sorry. I've so had a lot of Sudafed today. I am so with you. The It is so undervalued, the virtue of telling people what you want from them. You know, the the part where you say, hi, Kate, here is what I would like you to do. And then you have this, it has this magical effect because Kate can either say, 
Sure. Or she can say, no, I don't want to do that. Or she can say, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to do that, but I'm actually really into the idea of doing this. And it can actually start a conversation based on actual preferences. And that's kind of cool. So yeah, yeah, tell people what you want from them. But it's not just telling people what you want. Like sometimes you don't want them. Like sometimes you decide that you don't want people. Like this is the fun. Like maybe this is Halloween themed because it's like ghosting as a phenomenon for it. Because with my friends, I was like, I'm turtling tonight. I'm not going out. So it was just like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth to do this. So I would just tell them I'm turtling and that was it. That's really good. My friend Nabia has the same. We call it the same thing. She just stops responding to text messages and we just know it's because she's turtling and it's fine. Like, yep. we like, are like, just tell do us. Do you really turtling. call it turtling too? That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, we do. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard the word turtling before. I, I don't know. Apparently we like both made it up. into your shell and. Let's and... write an op-ed about it, Genevieve, for lawfare. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was going to say that like, I actually, so this is a little bit of, this is, this is a pain point for me, but it's a true story in which I had a friend of 12 years who ghosted on me for no reason after 12 years long years of friendship and like it's still really like nothing happened there was i can just vouch for it there was no moment there was no she was not really connected to any other people in my life there was no drama i think she was going through some of her own stuff but then i think it was one of those things where she was going through so much of her own stuff and she had stopped talking to so many people without explaining herself that she felt so guilty about it that she then decided to cut every single person off and i just like want to be like you could just tell me that that's what you're doing <laughs> like that's a normal human reaction i mean you're getting a little old for it but that's like you know but that's the thing that people do but i just i don't yeah i don't know it's uh yeah it was just it was very strange have you ever why do you why are you snapping your fingers then because I am trying to get an audio function to work and I am while muted, uh, notice that you didn't hear me snapping my fingers, right? No, oh no, no I did. I, we heard it. Oh, you yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah. Why would, oh. else would I have known that you I, snapping your well, fingers? Well, I was on camera. So wait, you, you can see your hands. You can still I, hear me? Yeah. I thought Gergi or Misha was doing something you didn't want them to do in the background. <laughs> and you were trying to get their attention. No, 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 no. I'm testing an audio function. Hang on a second. Uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to disappear for a moment and reappear. And you tell me if uh, you can still hear me. Um, but I totally agree with your no, point. No, we Kate. can't hear you. We can't hear you. No snapping. You're a snapless turtle there. Yeah. <laughs> My dad jokes have been like on a whole nother level. It's pretty bad. Rats. Rats. Um, that was very, that was very Charlie Brown of you. You know, I tried. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I don't. And um, can I, can I, can I give you like one piece of, of thing that I've learned from Crowdcast. Test the audio before you launch the show? No, it doesn't work well with any type of fancy anything. I had the fancy like it I mean, I don't know what you use now, but like I had the fancy camera set up for a while. I had the external microphone. The external microphone actually did end up working, but it was so much work to always like toggle it 
I'm using lots of fancy equipment right now for example. Really? Yeah, let me show you. Um, so here I'm controlling my camera from my phone. And but like, I, how is it interfacing? Which can you are controlling a fancy external camera? Yes, and see, for example, if I wanted you to look out my window, I would go like this. Um, and uh, if I wanted to zoom in on Bob Mueller, I would go like this. <laughs> Whoops, there's the cheese. There's oh, Bob. Oh, you got cheese. That's what I need to do. I need to go get cheese. Here, here's Bob. And I'm zoomed in on him. Oh, Bob. And now I can pull the camera over to my face. But what I can't do is get my... Whoops. <laughs> there we go. Um, I can't get my sound effects to work. That's what I was working on. That's why I was snapping. I wanted to give rounds of applause to people. But... Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, um, you know. No. Sorry. Well, I tried a lot of things and they never worked. Um, so maybe they would work now. Maybe like Crowdcast has gotten better. It was, it was like early Crowdcast. Um, I've, I've tried nothing and I'm just, I keep using the plug in your phones because I'm convinced that if I try to go wireless, I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Um, but, oh dear. Um, uh. I would like to know, like, why has ghosting become such a thing? Like, because people are completely emotionally ill-equipped to deal with confrontation. Okay. I, I really think that's it. I think that's part of the reason why we can't have dialogues about politics or where people disagree in a civilized fashion i think that's why like breakups are so bizarre now it's like a why we have immature. why we have why we have a uh, bad art friend yes because it's just like people just are ill-equipped emotionally to handle confrontation and they're both sides like it's hard to start the conversation it's hard to receive the conversation and we've all kind of forgotten the skill set and it's kind of something i feel very strongly that we need to redevelop just I as a society. I love confrontation because I'm Jewish. Jews, <laughs> Jews do okay with confrontation. Because we have I a mean, culture of interrupting each other. I mean, <laughs> it seems like an evolutionary like trait that would be good for them to, to have like developed. No, come on. Greek chorus Jews. Don't Jews do confrontation well? I'm not going to have any part in this it's just true it's like it's a it's a combative at least ashkenazic jews i mean sephardim are a different thing but 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 <laughs> ashkenazic jews it's a very combative culture see i mean i don't know i just feel like it, confrontation isn't necessarily combative though is it like this is something no. that i kind of struggle with because for example it also goes back to the issue of getting the police involved in things that you don't yeah. need to over the summer, our neighbor was doing something and we needed them to stop. I went over there and I asked them nicely and they stopped. It was like a noise issue. So instead of having the police come and do a whole thing with them, like you handle it one-on-one. -on -one. But here's what happens. It's like, Genevieve, you have to live next to these neighbors for the rest of your life, conceivably. Yeah. If you like, if you've bought homes next to them or something. Yeah. Um, 
you have to express your preferences. They have to possibly tell you no. You have to psych yourself up to go over there and talk to them and ask them that to stop doing whatever it is they're doing and to do whatever it is that you want them to do instead. Um, and maybe they resent you for it. Maybe they like, and then like, there's a small rise in adrenaline. Tell me you didn't feel some type of adrenaline walking over. To oh, I was like, very can nervous. Can you stop yeah. with a leaf blower? Can you just stop? Like why so much blowing of leaves? Um, but <laughs> I would like, just like to point out that I lost the poll. Yeah, no kidding, I, I, Ben. I came in dead last. Um, I got two. I I'm shocked. Kate, you I got don't three think votes. anybody. Oh, really? I just want to say I don't think anybody in the um, in like worked harder uh, for the, the dog shirt performance today. I delayed the start of the show to get the dog shirt. I think that's you do get I, most I, effort. <laughs> I do think that uh, Luke should have gotten all the votes, but if you're not going to vote for Luke, um, uh, I, I do think. No um, one go I'm, back and change their vote right now. You'll just be a coward. We know. <laughs> All right. We, we're, I think we're going to uh, 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 put Timothy Scott's question to the poll. Um, uh, who should watch? Um, oh, my God. Uh, uh, Tucker Carlson's uh, one six documentary for the team. But I was going to say about direct confrontation, Genevieve, is that like there are costs to it. Like it's not as if, but what the reason that people avoid it, in my opinion, and like instead call the police, which seems like such a bad like solution, is because to the person who is bothered, the easiest solution to them is for me to whisper softly in Ben's ear and say, can you make Genevieve go away? Could you just like make her go away right now? Instead of being like, Genevieve, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> hey, that was really easy. And so like, I can just do that. And Ben does it for like, and so there's just kind of like, <laughs> but I, I mean, sometimes is, I actually have the power to do that. <laughs> yeah. But the police do have the power. This is why people call the police on parties instead of walking over to a party and being like, if you don't shut the fuck up, I'm going to call the police. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I hear your point and I'm going to respectfully disagree because also how we frame our confrontation is so important. And this is where I think it's like a skill set. Because if you say, if you go over to the party and you're like, I need you to shut the fuck up, like then they're going to have a defensive reaction. But if you're like, yeah. hi, this is my, this is the reason why I need you to do this. I feel like people are more similar than they are different. And maybe that's just a very naive way to no, think about it. I think that you're generally right. That, that is the approach that you should take. I think there are plenty of times you're that right. college yeah. kids will be like, screw you, old lady. Yeah. No, Slam totally the door right. in your face yeah. and be like, whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that like, in none of those scenarios, it's merely the only reason, it's like the reason you should be calling a third party. Yeah. Because you don't have the stones to like go over and like just ask for your preferences to be respected. I just, it's just more efficient. It's going to have long-term effects, but also like in it. So there was actually also related to this my next door neighbor in this apartment complex used to have really crazy parties they're kind of great <laughs> um but she'd have these parties and before she had the party she would go door to door and put a little flyer and a little bag of cookies on every single neighbor's doorstep and say i'm having a really loud party 
oh, it's going to go until really late at night. And my friends are all going to be coming in and out of the building. Uh, here's my cell phone number. If there's any problems, call me directly. And you can, like, call me and I'll, like, we'll do our best to try to quiet things down. If you're upset, uh, please don't call the police, like, type of thing. Um, and she's had multiple parties and it's gone over very well. I think that most That's people awesome. totally respect that. I think it's a great, I love it. Like, I think it's amazing. Um, have you heard, that that have was... you also, that's, I think that's wonderful. Have you also heard the uh, one about the parents on the plane who are traveling with the baby? Yeah. They brought ear sure. earplugs for everyone. I'm like, yeah. buy everyone champagne or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these are all like, come down. Does effect. it come down to like a, a community building then thing then like our our like comfort with um, confrontation is also tied to like our strength of community? No, I think it's basically about understanding, expressing that you're not trying to override other people's norms with your own selfish preferences. So if you signal to people that you're trying, that you understand what you're doing is disruptive, and you're sorry for it. That like even if you hadn't like bought them something or given them something it would be like if you just looked around the plane and looked miserable and were like i'm so sorry i'm sorry if you acted entitled and like my baby is like i'm just gonna eat my popcorn and watch my shows and my baby's gonna scream next to me i think people are like who is this lady who thinks you know so that it's just the signaling of it all but okay. that's all because i just like to talk about norms Hi, Ben. How's your paddling going? It's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, I am uh, still working on uh, stuff, but I think we should start bringing in uh, 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 audience members because lots of people have things to say today. The poll is up, by the way, uh, based on Tim Scott's question. Um, oh, uh, I just want to thank everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Why are you thanking um, them? I have zero votes. No, you don't. Oh, who um, watch Chuck Carlson? Uh, oh. So Pete Strzok just texted me that he thought it was shocking that there was a second person in the world willing to wear a dog shirt. I just want to point out that <laughs> we have evidence here that there's not just a second, but a third. Um, and since Scott has been known to wear a dog shirt too, that is four. Uh, Genevieve recently ordered a dog shirt that puts all of my dog shirts to shame. Um, and I mean, it is it is an out there dog shirt. I was going to order it, but it didn't exist in my size. So Genevieve ordered it uh, instead. Um, I'm so excited for it and I can't wait for it to get here. And uh, Aon ordered a lion shirt. Um, uh, and so this whole thing is 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 uh spiraling out of on. control yeah um and um so i i think you know pete is um is like you are on the losing side of this battle pete if you were going to get a shirt for pete struck that was not a dog shirt what animal would you get him well, I happen to have Pete Struck right here. Pete, what if you were going to wear an animal that was not a dog shirt, what animal shirt would you wear? 
Oh my god, it's Peter. Can you hear me? I can't we see. We can hear you. Can't you can see hear me. Your camera doesn't seem to be oh, working. For God's sakes. Um, if I were what to you... wear an animal, it would not be a shirt. I swear it would be like one of the shaman guy at the uh, at the hill, some sort of like headdress with a big skin of some sort of fur as a cape. But Ben, I, I came on <laughs> under the condition, under the condition, Ben, that I figured, well, what's going on? I haven't tuned in to in lieu of fun in a while. And I pull it up and I see not one, not two, but all three of you, disappointingly, wearing not only dog shirts, but almost matching dog shirts, which I assume is just a function of we went as Ben for bleach, Halloween. The amount of bleach in the last load that um, Kate apparently did with her uh, all color bleach to make the colors pop compared no, to No, that the... is an incorrect assumption, in fact. <laughs> There's um, such a diversity of dog shirt available on the open there market is. that one can choose. <laughs> the there are dozens of available to... dog shirts. But but Ben, you need to. I got to figure out my. Well, it's just as well you can't see my uh, video. I I came on Benjamin Wittis under the condition that you would share not only with me, uh, but with the entire audience, the suit that you both threatened to buy and wear to a course at Georgetown, which you graciously re recently came and spoke to. Um, but fortunately, that didn't come to pass, and I was going to uh, okay, to let so you take let it over and explain say, the story. Yes, so I will explain the story. Um, I was, uh, and I'm I'm sharing my screen as we speak, and you will notice a uh, significant degradation of quality of image, and I will explain that. Uh, so, uh, what's can I just stop and ask everybody? What's not to like? And if you cannot <laughs> hear my tongue firmly planted in cheek, then okay, you, you so need to you need to spend more time with me. And hopefully that was transparent. Um, here is what happened. My, my disdain. Um, but continue, please. I'm sorry. Genevieve I'm, I'm and the I audience. were texting about dog shirts. And Genevieve was uh, uh, excited about uh, the acquisition of her, 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 her on-its-way dog shirt. And Genevieve discovered on Etsy a vintage 1980s hounds all over blazer and sent it to me. And I immediately ordered it. And believing that it might be here. Figured, in figured I'll be damned the size. There is no tailor. There is no cost too great to accommodate it. Correct. To my body. I, <laughs> I, I, I did not measure uh, whether my shoulder to shoulder uh, would uh, uh, fit in it. I just ordered it and figured I would wear it ill-fitting. But it was, it was going to be $95.00. And it was worth it just to show up once on In Lieu of Fun. So I ordered it. And then I sent an image of it, this very image, in fact, to you and to Shane Harris, saying, uh, uh, truthfully, that if it arrived in time, I would wear it to your class because I know how you feel about dog shirts. Um, it did <laughs> and, not and Let's just expand that. You know how I feel about education you know how i feel about you know yes, conspicuous. Yes, limit this to and dog of course shirts. being a counterintelligence guy i know you know uh you know pete has certain feelings about being conspicuous as well um so um 
Uh, the shirt did not, the, the, the blazer did not arrive in time for Pete's class, and hence uh, I did not wear it. Um, and out of uh, uh, perhaps ill-inspired uh, 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 respect for Pete's sensibility, I did not even wear a dog shirt to his class. Uh, I was a very good boy. I came dressed appropriately. Is that correct, Pete? Oh God! You yes, it was fantastic. You you were articulate and spectacular, and, and I didn't make shit. one so, inappropriate without, without comment. I didn't able... say we are not allowed to have fun anymore. No. But in lieu of fun, Shane Harris and I are here <laughs> to talk about. I actually played the the role of a Washington, you know, boring suit type who does. You know, commentary on important issues and all that. Yeah, bullshit. Yes, suitably, suitably impressive and uh, awe-inspiring for the for the assembled classes. You know, the way I feel, I was trying to find. I, I pulled up the text. And but I wait, don't know Pete, you go ahead. But, sorry. But before you, I was going to explain you, my my sense of of dark shirts. But go ahead. I'll, so I'll then, um, a few days later, I received a text on Etsy from the woman who runs the store that I bought said dog blazer from, she had inadvertently left it up after selling it to somebody else and therefore had canceled my order um, and um, wanted to know if I wanted a refund or whether there was something else at her store that I wanted. I informed her that I wanted a refund. She refunded my $95 plus the shipping and handling, and uh, 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 so uh, Pet Noodle says that it is still up, and she just found it. And, um, and I want to say, in which do case, I'll have to reading, reading what I think Petra just said. I will have to yet again call my old friends in the mail distribution and uh, uh, mail service and intercept the shipment yet again to make sure you don't <laughs> get that travesty of a well, it, of a jacket. It is not. Um, I'm going to be searching for dog jackets. Well, and now. now we've turned it into a crowdsource thing, and I'm inevitably the the audience is going to find Ben his 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 blazer. I will just say, I will just say, I was looking. I don't know who the protagonist is in Green Eggs and Ham, but I look at you very much like Sam, and your dog shirt is my Green Eggs and Ham. Only I will never try it, and I will never like it, and I will not. There, there is no condition under which. The green eggs and ham slash dog suit and I shall ever meet. I, I do I do want to say uh, that life is long. We will get you. We will <laughs> get you in a dog during, shirt. Yeah. But during actually the certain elements of the media are listening to this, and during the second Trump administration, when we're all in Guantanamo, we will be issued instead of the orange jumpsuits, <laughs> we will all be issued dog shirts. Blonde so dog then, shirts. Then everybody will look and we'll be lined up on, on you know, kind of uh, extreme right-wing media all in our little dog oh shirts goodness. shackled to the floor. It'll be no, great. The dog shirt the storm, the storm will symbol. be there. In a slightly less dystopian future where we do not have a second term, think about how much money we could raise for a charity of your choice, Mr. Strzok, if we were to say, if we raised a certain amount, you would wear a dog shirt. On and little of fun, I, I'm telling willing to entertain. a story. I still, 
I think I think Tom Nichols and, and Preet's Indian uh, dinner is probably still a better fundraising opportunity. But I'm willing to I'm willing to entertain that notion, but only okay. after we determine that in fact the the storm does not entail uh, Guantanamo photos and dog shirts because that okay, seems so here's my, here's that my is question. kind of the perfect dystopian image. How of the much that money? I hold in my mind. How much money would we have to raise for a charity of you and for what charity? for you to wear a dog shirt on in lieu of fun and play where's the lie <laughs> a substantial amount I'm not gonna, <laughs> let me let, 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 i need to i need to consult with counsel i need to consult my conscience i need to consult a lot of things before I think about the charity because you know but, I remember Kate, Kate, once you upon both, a time. You're simultaneously both very quiet and seemingly quite judgmental behind <laughs> your 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 spoon and cheese, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. I can't. I'm just listening. <clears throat> I'm just neutral, <laughs> neutral over here. Um, I'm just like enjoying. I've been told I have a fairly um, expressive face, so apparently I don't even need sound sometimes. <laughs> like I can just and, make like faces, but no. I, I do want, I would do want to say that, like, I really don't want, I think that we took, I loved that jacket. I'm sorry it slipped from our fingers, but I think that we should set the bar to a full suit with ideally a cummerbund. Um, I will wear and, it. What? I will wear it. You guys find it 42 and short. A, and a um, bow tie because it's the first no. half of bow, uh, that, bow. But no, 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 no. I will not wear a bow tie. Even if it's Come on, a little, man. there are poochie. standards. Oh, bet. If it's a little <laughs> dog bow tie. <laughs> well, a dog bow tie. But I'm sure I'll we can find. I'm sure somebody will dogs. find that in under thirty seconds. You, you the bow tie is just the eyes. Yes, the stuff of nightmares. The things that things that are screaming when they come to your house for candy. That's exactly yes, a bow tie of dog eyes. What if it was just like a little dog bone, Ben? Like a little milk bone. That's so, that's I, so that's cute, perfect. Kate. That's I perfect. have a ser serious question for you, uh, Pete. What is the Federalist going to do with the audio of this uh, episode? When ben, they, shut when up. They... <laughs> 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 I want to. I actually wanted. I was thinking today. I was reading a crazy story about the CIA. Um, did you do you guys see about this crazy operative CIA operative in Mexico? No. Yeah, no. Genevieve. Have you heard it? You already have heard about this guy and like the, like is this the serial the, rapist. Is this the, the torture one? Yeah. Well, no. All right. No. Then no. Then no. Please tell me. I don't know. But just uh, um, it turns out that he was for the last year listed as a um, is like a, an, is on staff at the Mexican embassy for the U.S. Um, and it turns out he's a CIA. He was a, he was an active CIA I agent and <clears throat> traveled around the world and did a bunch of other things and apparently in his spare time was on dating apps um, and taking videos of women that he gave tons of drugs to and would then render unconscious and Holy take videos shit. of him assaulting them and he is like going to jail for a long time thank god and like a bunch of other stuff but there were like hundreds of these videos and it was um it's like there's actually he's like he's been sworn to pay ten thousand dollars restitution to every victim and they've put out a call on the fbi website to like basically say like if you think you were a victim of this man 
Um, and I was just thinking about like, if he came up in our CIA FBI smackdown, that would be like, like our, like that, that would be a serious, I was like, that's a serious blow against the CIA. That's like, you, yeah. And you, that's not even an unfortunate, I mean, that's not even something you can bring up and, and like no, but, rivalry banter, but, but there was another, the problem is there was another, I don't think it's this guy. There was a guy named Warren, like back in like 08, 09, 2010 like a former station chief who was accused and convicted of the same thing, like drugging and raping women. And again, it's not a, I mean, really organizations, organizations are, a no, it's not of the an people they employ. But, there, but there is a certain amount of like tradecraft that like when used for evil, like, right. Yeah. Like, I don't sure. know. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I don't no. Know. I think that's, it just is like, right. it, I yeah, didn't. I'll have like, to look this up. I didn't, certainly I didn't not going it. to paint like CIA is that entirely for any by any means, but it is kind of like it's really it's super dark. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, anyway, it's but bad. I no, was sorry to hear I this. was like, and this is why I like Pete Struck. So Terry Felico, Pete, you're welcome to hang around as a disembodied voice if you like. Uh, Terry, the floor is yours. Thanks. Um, I have a student who asked me the other day if he should think about joining the Federalist Society when he moves from my community college to another local university. I know what answer I gave him, but I'm wondering if I gave him the right answer. There What's is, no, there like is no right answer to this question. Yeah. Um, so on many campuses, the FedSoc does the best programming around and the value, the, the reason the institution has been uh, so successful over the years is that it actually provides a needed service on a lot of on a lot of law school campuses, which is ideological and philosophical diversity, which campuses uh, law schools are not all that good at, particularly elite law schools. And so, um, uh, if you're saying like, should somebody join the Yale Law School FedSoc? The answer is probably because that's they're going to hear uh, ideas and discussions that they won't hear anywhere else. Um, I my experiences with the Harvard Law School FedSoc are pretty uniformly positive. Um, and when FedSoc campus has asked me to speak, I always do it if I can. Um, uh, and uh, I think there are. Um, uh, uh, you know, the, the, where the organization is much more problematic, honestly, is at its national uh, level, and particularly uh, the politicized, uh, you know, intimacy between the organization and uh, certain, uh, you know, and, and White Houses, basically. Um, uh, but I think as a, you know, I think the organization mostly gets a bad rap in the sense that most of what it does is uh, provide discussion forums uh, in a lot of places that need more diversity in their in their discussion forums. And so I would say it probably depends where the person's going to law school. But if the person is not a, uh, you know, wants to have his or her mind broadened at most elite law school settings, uh, uh, the FedSoc will be providing conversations that are not available elsewhere. And I, I, I would not discourage such a thing. 
can I can I just say one is this person in law school or is this an undergraduate? This person's an undergrad yeah, right now, like undergrad at a community college, but older, and sure. he's looking to. He, this is in the Dayton area, and he's looking to go to transfer from, the, from community college. Hopefully, he thinks to the University of Dayton for undergrad, but he's looking for opportunities to broaden his mind. He's a uh, self-described conservative, uh, and so he's looking for ways to to find information. So my 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 like I don't have anything like whatever Ben feels about FedSoc, whatever, whatever I feel about FedSoc, whatever I think as a teacher, your only job is to say to him, this is how people perceive FedSoc on the left. This is how people perceive it on the right. This is like kind of the benefits. These are the drawbacks of those two perceptions. You make your own choice. And like, that's kind of how, like, I would generally, like, that's what yeah. I would generally say to a student. I mean, I mean, your job is to provide context, right? Like they have this mm -hmm. thing in front of them and they don't know what to make out of it. It's like, you know, it's not um, on the one, it's, you know, it's like a, it's like when, you know, as a teacher, it's like when you, if somebody hands you a book or any type of primary source and like, you're just supposed to give them like, well, this is what most people think this book is about. Like you can read the book yourself, like, you know, type of thing. So. I did tell him my opinion had changed over the years that I might have given him a different answer a decade ago than I would give now, but I think maybe I will amend that next time I speak with him. GDF, what's your view of the FedSoc as a current law student? Presumably there's a St. John's yeah. FedSoc chapter. Yeah, and I'm What's your perception of what it does? I think that they do a really good job of organizing events on campus. They do get a lot of speakers on campus. It is a your useful resource for, um, I am definitely, like I've signed up and I'm a member of the St. John's local one just because I want to know like when events occur. Um, I think everyone on here knows that my view on things is not necessarily in line with the broader national um, agenda, but I, I think it's valuable to at least meet people and talk and have discussions. Really yeah, helpful. That, Thank you. That's my view of it as well. I just think in, I think the more local the community, uh, the more value, particularly in lefty or liberal communities, the more value FedSoc is providing. Great. Thank you. Brett. Thank you. Yep. Richard Wattenbarger, the floor belongs to you and Anton Bruckner. And Anton Bruckner. Yay, Bruckner. So, uh, well, you know, Bernard Heitink died, and now I've been listening to a lot of Bruckner again. So, um, yeah. I mean, I could be listening to a lot of Mahler, but. Um, oh, I like Mahler. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I know oh, you Mahler like Mahler. Well, you know, when, you, when you're listening to, when you're listening to um, Mahler, you're, you're also hearing Bruckner. No. <laughs> What's your question, Richard? <laughs> now you're just trolling uh, me. Now I'm, I'm making the scene. Uh, so, so since since we've been talking about the the notion of confrontation, my question for my question for the panelists is: uh, When, where, and why have you ever made a scene? Um, and did you ever, uh, you know, looking back, is it something that you are glad you did or do you regret it and um yeah so the, the, that's really what it amounts to genevieve when have you made a scene i was out to dinner with family and we started discussing um 
politics and I lost my cool. <laughs> it was prior to the last election and I wish I had handled it better. Um, I stand by my perspective and my opinions and on a follow-up conversation, I was able to change some opinions, but it wasn't in the moment where I lost my emotional cool. <laughs> so, KK, when have you made a scene? You go first. Hmm. Um, when have I made a scene? Um, I don't know. I don't think of myself as making scenes. I think of myself as a kind of provocateur sometimes, but but not like I don't have temper tantrums, you know, like I don't um uh I also don't actually like you know, like shouting matches, you know, and so like I like confrontation. I like um, shit disturbing, but but like a scene implies that you know somebody's flying off the handle, and that's like kind of not my thing. Um, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about a situation where I make a scene, made a scene. Kate. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I can't remember. Like, I think that I basically, like, even, well, I mean, definitely with my family, but I don't think that's public. Like, kind of, it doesn't really count. Like, it's safe space. Like, you kind of go off the handle because you can type of thing. They love you forever, ideally. Um, oh, I but, just yeah. remembered one. Okay, go I, ahead. I, it's a, that I, I have told this story about um, my uh, making a scene uh, with a labor and delivery nurse in a, um, in a, uh, childbirth class um and that was definitely a decision to say something uh that the crowd i was in would find very inappropriate at the risk of making a whole lot of people very uncomfortable and um i wish i were the sort of person who was not proud of having done that but i'm totally actually the sort of person who is proud of having done that um, and I, I don't congratulate myself for that. I think I'm a less good person than the sort of person who would have done that and been a little bit ashamed of it, but I'm not ashamed of it at all. Oblio, 23. The floor is yours. I'm not sure why my lighting is so weird, but anyway. You're, you're getting in touch with your inner Daniel today. <laughs> um, so... I was wondering if we can use Sarah Longwell's um, focus group ability to do something since we're coming near the end of a French village to do some kind of focus group and have a joint discussion about the different characters. You mean like have a French village focus group? Yeah. Where we, where we like actually see whether Lucienne is in fact as unpopular as she is among yes. Sarah and me. Well, Sarah doesn't hate her as much as I do. And I want to say I don't hate her nearly as much as Ave Goumond, who I just happen to have right here does. Ave texts me weekly with bile about um, about Lucienne. Um, and uh, and 
Uh, I'm not sure I've ever met somebody who hates a fictional character quite as much as Anne enjoys hating Lucienne. She's pretty detestable, and she just doesn't get any better over time. But I do think she's busy murdering her husband in, in the current set of episodes. But I do think she plays an important role in the, in the story. I don't think that it's a Spoiler failure. Spoiler alert, Ben. Wait, everyone, I'm behind on the French village. Like, stop. I didn't say, I didn't what? say whether she manages it. I, I'm not saying <laughs> any spoilers. Okay, I will yeah. take this. I will Leo take this. Is like a saint, as the halo around her suggests. Ben, shh. Okay. Um, I will raise the issue whether we should have a crossover episode of um, the the focus group and uh, the French Village podcast where we have one final audience involvement Zoom focus group where Sarah conducts a focus group about the French Village. I think there's a lot of merit to this idea and uh, maybe we should do it on in lieu of fun. So let's let's think about it. Um, uh, 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 I like this idea. Yeah, the only reason I was thinking of focus group is because you could have more than one person on with you and Sarah at the same time. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good model. Well, it also brings together Sarah's skill set with uh, the specific. It's a good, it's a good idea. It's a good, it's a good gag. Uh, thank you. Um, okay, so to wrap us up today, um, uh, I have Eve here, and um, uh, Eve has been inspired by uh, by Scott Shapiro to put together a uh, a PowerPoint presentation for us. Um, So, do you know how to share your screen, Eve? In theory, yeah. In practice, it's not as clear. Uh, I'm not able to see my window in the screen sharing. If you hover over your pane, um, the menu shows up on top. Yeah, that's that's done. Is a share screen. Yes, that's where I am currently. But they don't always show up. Yeah, that's the point. I have the same problem. I don't see the window where my PowerPoint is. Okay, so send me your PowerPoint and I'll bring it up and I'll, uh, you can, I'll click through it. You've got some serious background noise up there in Quebec. Yeah, I'm kind of in a bar, um, which wasn't, (laughs) so that's the reason why. That makes me very happy. Yeah. The, the, yep. Are the other people in the bar watching in lieu of fun too? Yeah. Is it we're like making, a watch party? Exactly. Exactly. They're pretty excited about it. Like they really like it. Of yeah. course not. Of course not. Um, I'm alone waiting for someone. Uh, I'm making PowerPoints in the meanwhile. All right. Well, we will uh, we will take some other questions and just send yeah, it to me. And when I've got it up, I will uh, bring you back. Ben, we're also like eight minutes away, and yeah, I don't think it's a long PowerPoint. Um, 
Is so it Mateo, um, I've been trying to bring on Mateo, and um, like often happens with Mateo, it says accepted and it connecting, and then he just stays there uh, until like the last. He's out in a walk somewhere. Yeah, he's out walking somewhere. So I'm just going to read his questions. He has a number of important issues that he's raising. Um, the first and uh, most important is at what point... Oh, no, no, that's a serious question. Would you rather have a hairy tongue or tongues for hair? Easy. Which one? I'd rather have a hairy tongue because you can trim that and keep that manageable. Tongues for hair... I'd be tasting things that I didn't necessarily want to taste. Kate? I could have coconut and chocolate shampoo. So that's my answer. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to go with a hairy tongue because uh I can keep that in my mouth and nobody needs to see it. I mean, there's just a privacy aspect to a hairy tongue, whereas tongues for hair, like, I don't think I would, I don't think I'd be able to talk to anybody about anything else. Daniel, the floor is yours. I am wondering whether you, anyone has brief thoughts on the uh, governor's race in Virginia that's coming up. Um... Yeah, I have very brief thoughts. Anybody who tells you uh, that they know what's going to happen uh, or have a strong instinct about it is basically guessing. And uh, you should just wait for the uh, actual results. I would not be surprised by anything from a substantial uh, sort of decisive uh, win by... McAuliffe, that's much more decisive than the polls uh, suggest, uh, uh, to a solid victory for, uh, 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 what's his name, um, uh, Youngkin. Um, so I, like, I, I actually think the data are reasonably consistent with all kinds of outcomes. Uh, and I don't think it is uh, uh, really worth four days out gaming out something, particularly given how unreliable uh, um, uh, state polls of, uh, you know, can be, although Virginia polls tend to be relatively good. Um, that's my thought. Do any of you have other thoughts? Nina has a thought. Hi, Nina. Mm -hmm. And there is Mateo, <laughs> who shows up just as I was trying to bring on Ave. Uh, Mateo, we already answered your question, uh, uh, but you have some others if you want to mm. throw one in before Ave's PowerPoint to close us out. Sure. There's a pretty serious one, and then there's a mostly serious one. Which would you prefer? Nothing. I think it's up to you, man. Neither. Neither. <laughs> All right. Maybe another time. Dismissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're. I think Kate just like banished you, dude. No, so. I just don't feel like. I just don't want. Like, can you give give us a? I would like to know what you're going to be for Halloween, Mateo. I've He's going to be Paula. 
Yeah, I'm going to be Paula. Because <laughs> you guys were all me, so Mateo's going to be Paula. Mm-hmm. It would and be Paula just be workout nice. gear, and you'd have to get a much lighter barbell to carry around because she's tough. And Yeah. Yeah. You can do them with the foam, now. I know, that's what I mean. Like, you'd get one of those. Yeah. What the all hell right. is this thing that I'm looking at? We're going to leave um, Mateo on the screen uh, while Ave gives her PowerPoint. Um, Ave, uh, the floor is yours. You just tell me when you want the next slide. Hello? Ave, I think you're still muted. No, she's not muted. Um, unless she's muted on her end. Refresh your screen, Ev. Mateo. Mateo, yeah. you can keep talking. Oh, sure. Uh, so we're going <laughs> to talk about the canceled celebrities then? Yeah, uh, what do you think of uh, uh, canceled celebrities? I don't think much of them, but I was wondering what you like that they've made. Or ah, you still like back. Can made. we hear you, Ev? Nope. No, we can't. Um, we're, we're trying something else with her sound. How about now? I love this. We have, we can have Eve or we can have her PowerPoint, but it's like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. You can't both. <laughs> it's nothing like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle then. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to dismiss Eve altogether and bring her back because, uh, you know, that's the kind of Guy what I are these three? What are these four shirt options? We're gonna let Ev describe her own work product here. I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Okay. Do you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, uh, as you said earlier, I bought um, a lion shirt. Uh, about which I'm very excited, but uh, we have currently some problems with the delivery of the said shirt. So I was uh, looking to buy another one from a Canadian shop, which is awesome and which has very cool material. And um, I figured that there was some shirts from for all of you. So there's the gecko or I don't know, like a lizard T-shirt for Ben. And then there's. I, think I might have to buy that one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's very cool. Just profile Yes, then there's one for Kate, which is like. <laughs> that's amazing. And there's one for Scott. Oh, that's actually. Yeah, and there's one for Genevieve who bought. I love mine. Thank you. Oh. There you go. They're amazing. Um, what a good powerpoint. Now you have to send me. I can't hear any. I can't even hear ourselves. We have to mute Jen. We okay. Um, I want to actually have links to be able to buy those things. They're amazing. Seriously, I think we should all wear awesome. our appropriate shirts uh, on on a given day. We should all order them. Ev, uh, send us the links, Please. and we will order the relevant shirts. Um, look, uh, you have frittered away an hour of your time with <laughs> I wouldn't say the most frivolous in lieu of fun show ever, but. Um, 
between Pete's uh, uh, railing against dog shirts and uh, Aves proposing other shirts, uh, we're certainly in the running for the the uh, most frivolous uh, in lieu of fun show ever. Um, but we have Nina there to calm us all down. Um, I swear to God, this dog is like like uh, like Xanax in in the flesh. She just is like this. She just like leans into your chest and she smells good and is like warm and cuddly. She's Lovely. So sweet. Anyway, yeah. Um, but we but we have Halloween. I am Ben. <clears throat> I know you don't go as a gorilla anymore, but there was also a great New York Times story today about a father who was very upset because no one likes to frighten anyone in his neighborhood for for Halloween and how he like feels so stifled. Uh, yes, that everyone just like gives out Mars bars and dresses as Harry Potter, and like that was it. And like, I just think I was thinking about you. I was also thinking about me and like how much my family should celebrate. So everyone have fun. I mean, it, it sounds is like not. I don't mind frightening the kids in the moment. It's the idea that seven years later, she's still having nightmares about the costume that made me feel guilty. Yeah, I mean, we will be back. Monday. To talk about Dune. Yeah, I have not watched Dune. I have not read Dune. So I'm going to be a minimal participant in that conversation. Well, you can do it. it. It's on HBO Max. Yeah. for I heard it's it's really long. It's two hours and 40 minutes and it's very long, but it's very good. I, I think it's very, very good. So. All right. That'll be a bunch of hours and 58 minutes from now. And until then, Nina? We don't have fun anymore. But in lieu of fun, we have... uh...